1: Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 112 of Internet Marketing, brought to you by Site Visibility at sitevisibility.com. And in today's show, Calvin is talking to John Janst, marketing consultant, award winning social media publisher, and of course, the best selling author of Duct Tape Marketing and the Referral Engine. All coming up in Internet Marketing.
2: So your company's called Duct Tape Marketing. Um, and, you know, I think that's kind of fundamental, that name into kind of to the approach that you take. Um, and you kind of concentrate on the, the, getting kind of the simple things done for businesses quite often and kind of the effectiveness that that kind of approach can have. Is that a fair assessment of your kind of philosophy and framework?
0: Yeah, I mean, I had been in business myself already as a small business owner for about 10 years uh, before I really decided to embark on building that brand. And, and to me, it sort of captured the essence of, Mm -hmm. A small business, you know, simple, effective, affordable. It doesn't always have to be the prettiest or the most expensive. It just has to work. And I think that that's, for a lot of people, that's an association they Mm -hmm. have with duct tape. Now, you know, I will say that uh, it does have some regional issues. Um, (laughs) It makes a ton of sense in the United States. Uh, Maybe maybe, uh, some sense... uh, Uh, In the U.K., uh, but there are some other parts of the world where uh, sort of the affection and the usefulness of duct tape uh, doesn't have quite the same meaning. So, uh, in in fact, my book, Duct Tape Marketing, has been published in about 10 languages, and um, and I think that Mm -hmm. in most cases, they had to change the title to something much more generic like simple marketing that is effective or something Mm -hmm. like that.
2: But I think that's really effective at kind of get, you know, particularly, yeah, you say it might have some cultural implications across the world. But really what you're, t- what you're talking about and what you're about is kind of, yeah, practical, actionable, simple, effective ways of marketing businesses. Is, is yeah. that kind of a fair way of doing it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, if,
0: if my brand has any more, one word that I'd love love one people associate with it is the word practical. And unfortunately, mm-hmm. that's, you know, that's what we try to stick to.
2: Mm-hmm. And um, so, you know, I think generally you kind of tend to, you know, you know, there's kind of a real onus on what small business owners owners can do to to, to market and promote their business. Is there anything that kind of, you know, makes a big difference to the tools or approaches that a, a small business owner should take? Because I know, you know, a, a large proportion of our, um, the listeners to our podcast, you know, kind of work for or own small businesses. How would their approach differ? Um, and what are kind of the, some of the duct tape marketing tips that you make most frequently for kind of small business owners in comparison to larger businesses? Business owners.
0: Well, you yeah, know, to tell you the truth, uh, when we get right down to the nitty gritty, you know, tips and tactics and things they can do, you know, I suppose there are some differences. But, but you know, really, marketing is marketing. The fundamental of, of attracting a customer and uh, building trust and and getting them to exchange money for you know for some value. I mean, I think it's universal uh, all over the world, and certainly big and and, uh, and little. Um, but. The, the one thing that we really teach is I think that so few people do, particularly at the small business level, um, and that's the idea of strategy first. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's a part, of, it's so boring, you know. I mean, in some ways, it's not the new Twitter or the new cool you know, tool that, that, uh, that everybody's raving about, but it's, it's the idea of, of really setting out. With a, with a very specific mm-hmm. and in many cases narrow <laughs> ideal customer in mind uh, and mm-hmm. then finding a way or developing a way to, to stand out and do something that's totally unique from mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. everybody else who says they do what you do. If, if you don't nail those two parts, then, then all of the direct mail and advertising and social media is really just an activity that, that may or may not generate you more mm-hmm. customers but mm-hmm. it's not marketing.
2: And in terms of when, you know, people are putting together those strategies, they're kind of trying to answer those questions about what they do differently and how they're going to go about promoting that. And kind of like you say, ignoring necessarily what's the, the shiniest new thing there. What's the mistake that most people tend to make when putting those strategies together if they have made that first step and actually yeah, thought strategically yeah, I mean, about what they're trying to achieve? Right.
0: I think a lot of people do do come to that conclusion. You know, OK, yeah, we need to stand out that and so they sit around in the room, the three of them, and say, here's how we're going to stand out. <laughs> um, and they may get that, right? They do, you know, five, but nine times out of ten, um, when I ask a small business what they do that's, that's really, truly unique, that, that customers truly value, they either don't know or they're wrong. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. and, and so the, the real value is going out and actually interviewing uh, deeply, uh, you know, getting into the mind of, of customers that are ideal, that, that – that, do love what you do. That refer mm-hmm. to uh, uh, already, and if you can get them to tell you what you do that's unique, mm-hmm. many times that the, there there can be that can be the real essence of what you should be communicating mm-hmm. uh, as your kind of core difference. And, and mm-hmm. I I have to warn people many times it's 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 the boring stuff. It's the simple stuff. It's the little details uh, that you attend to that you don't think make very good marketing messages uh, when in fact that is you know, that is what makes you unique.
2: And do you think that surveys of existing customers are a good way of doing that, kind of reaching out and doing kind of almost like market research or customer surveys is a a good place to start?
0: I I don't necessarily think that you're going to get the kind of information I'm talking about, you know, um, by sending out a survey and having people check off some boxes. I think it's too easy for them to just say, yeah, you provide good service. Mm. Uh, and, and then I yeah. suppose
2: you influence their response as well by, you know, you can have an open text field, but then very few people fill them in. If you put certain fields in, you're going to influence the ones that people vote for, I suppose.
0: Yeah. I, I mean, what I really suggest you do is pick out about eight or 10 of your of your ideal customers, ones that you would say to yourself, gosh, if I had eight more of those, life would be great. Uh, <laughs> and sit down with them and ask them, okay, what do we do that's unique? And when they say you provide good service. Say, so, well, tell me what good service looks like to you. Tell me a time. Tell me a story about a time when we provided you good service. And, and many times by, by pushing for that little extra detail, you're going to hear uh, the exact things that you do that, that that I talk about as being kind of your magic. Um, and, mm. and that's what you need to be listening for because that's mm. what other people want <laughs> in many cases, yeah. and we're not, we're not telling them about it.
2: Mm. And no, I think that's really interesting, that process of sitting down and asking them the questions and then delving deeper. You know, in that process of where you've encouraged people to sit down and have those kind of conversations and you've talked about, you know, what is good customer service and trying to find that magic. Is there any kind of good questions that, you know, sometimes can kind of skirt around the issue and really get to the heart of, um, you know, what it is that makes you special? Well, I, I,
0: I mean, I think that you can come at it from a couple of ways. You know, mm. Why did you hire us in the first place? You know, sometimes mm. something you did in the process of, of attracting them. You know, unique. Uh, you know, why do you stick with us? Uh, I mean, I, I already said the, you know, the, what do we do that others don't? Sometimes probing for the negative. I mean, is mm-hmm. there anything that you're not getting, you know, from us, mm-hmm. or that, that is there anything that you hate about our industry, you know, in general? Um, mm-hmm. uh, I, I also love that This is sort of a bonus question that I was asked. You know, what what would you type into a search engine uh, if mm-hmm. you were looking for a business like ours? Uh, that can give
2: you some great, uh, great information as well. Mm. And once you've kind of got down to that magic of what makes a, a company unique, as it were, you know, can social media be? Like, does that really make it much easier for businesses to start getting across what makes them unique and what you know, what the real, you know, the the real crux of what they're about and why you would go with one company over another? Does social media make that easier or more difficult? Well, I, does the? I
0: think it definitely makes it easier in some ways. If you. Embrace it and integrate it. I mean, it's not—it's uh, not the magic bullet that says, "Oh, okay, now all of a sudden, now that we've got our message, we can use social media to get it out." I mean, you, mm. um, to me, it's a way to perhaps get exposure to to audiences uh, to outposts, you know, that might not be readily visiting your website. But it really—it's really, um, uh, it, it's really you know, all things. I mean, it's—it's how. It's our customers expect to interact with us now it's how in many cases we need to be providing customer service or at least monitoring um mm-hmm. the brand I, I mean i think the biggest thing that social media has really done is it's just made it easier in some ways for us to communicate um and, and easier for us to listen you know to what's being said but it doesn't necessarily change what's being said
2: and I suppose also for some people, if you've got enough customers that are talking about on social media already, not that many small businesses might have this, you know, situation. But if there are people already <laughs> talking about you, it might, I suppose you might be able to monitor it and kind of, you know, understand what's going on there as a, as a better means of kind of, you know, you said interviewing your customers is a great way of understanding what's unique and special about you. But the 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 things that people are saying about you positively already, I suppose, is you know part of the, you know, you you could get a similar result in a different way.
0: Yeah. They might be saying, hey, how do you respond to those uh, reviews or to that you know, angry tweet?" Um, says a lot publicly about your brand and how you respond. And I think there are a lot of companies that, uh, that do some great uh, things for their brand just by how they respond. And in some cases, maybe save a customer who then turns into a rating fan, or at least in some cases. Um, you, you know, you show that that your response and that you have a reasonable uh, approach to trying to fix problems, and I think that that, in many cases, um, can can send a message that uh, that you should just stay inside the customer service department.
2: No, fantastic, and I mean, so uh, you know, I know you've, you've you've released a couple of books that have done very well, and the first of those was duct tape marketing. We talked a bit about that there, but I know that kind of the, you know the referral you know machine and engine. There's the one that's kind of the the second of your books. There, can you talk a bit about kind of the concept behind that and kind of some of the key takeaways that you know you, that you that come out of that book that you've written? Sure. There? Well, I mean, uh,
0: I wrote the book really because just uh, you know, if I were to ask 10,000 10, small business owners the number one way they they, they get leads. Or, in fact, new business. I'm um, you know, somewhere in the eighty percent range. Would say that it's some form of referral. Um, so, mm-hmm. uh, so obviously we know that that's an important um, dynamic in any in growing a new business. But it, uh, it, what I'm always, what, what I was mm-hmm. really sort of taken with is that so few companies do anything about it um, systematically. No. Universities that I'm aware of teaching <laughs> um, as as a part of marketing and and so you know I really set out to write kind of a systematic approach to referrals and I um, you know as a marketing maybe as a primary marketing approach uh, I interviewed probably in the neighborhood of uh, fifty companies that that people either told me about or that I was aware of doing quite well in that regard um, and and really you know a couple interesting things came up I, I mean. Not shocking, uh, the number one thing that came out was the companies that receive the most referrals are, are simply more referrals. They do things that people talk about, they're easy to do business with, they, they have products and services that, that are simple, that, that, that are valuable. Um, so I spent a lot of time really talking about how to make your company more referable. Um, mm-hmm. And then a I started the second half of the book, really breaking down the, the kind of step-by-step approach to... You know, if you are a referral company, how to really amplify that mm-hmm. and make
2: sure that, uh, that you're taking a your full advantage of. Mm-hmm. And I know you're kind of like, so you're you know, a big fan of the practical advice there. In terms of, you know, for somebody who's listening to the show now and going, okay, yeah, I, I could see that referrals are a big part of where my business is, you know, currently getting its biz. you know, getting, you know, our new leads, our new customers, mm-hmm. our new sales from. What's kind of some of the practical things they can do to kind of, you know, you know, bump up that that you know likelihood of a referralness. Is there any well, you know, any advice you can give to people?
0: Yeah, the first one that I want to give people, I mean, in the book, I mean, there are literally hundreds of kind of mm. very simple, doable, actionable, you know, steps. But one of my favorites uh, is to actually you know move the idea of referrals much farther up in you know the selling mindset. So in other words. Mm. Uh, instead of waiting until after you make a customer happy to introduce your idea of uh, referrals, you know, why don't they introduce it in the actual selling or leaving the process? process? Uh, mm. I have countless companies that have inserted into their sort of sales presentation uh, something something along the lines of, hey, we know you're going to be so thrilled with the results that we can get you, mm. then in 90 days, we're going to come back to you and ask you to introduce us to three other people that would like that result. Um, and it is amazing, you know, what that little simple uh, step um, can do. Because it, it, first off, it's a great marketing. We know you're going to be thrilled <laughs> uh, before you've ever bought anything from us. We know you're going to be so thrilled that you're going to want to tell other people about mm-hmm. us. Um, so it's a very marketing message. Obviously, mm-hmm. you have to throw them. You have to have a process where you go back and ask for those referrals. But but ninety nine percent of the time, they're going to nod and say, "Sure, we'll do that for us." Um, mm-hmm. So if you if you you know, follow through on your end of the deal. Um, you then are going to really have the invitation to go back and start exploring this idea of referrals, and And that just that simple change can
2: make a huge difference. Mm. Yeah. No, and I, th- I think that's, you know, finding some way to bake referrals into your process or system, yeah. I think, can work really well. I mean, uh, the one mm-hmm. I like to think of a bit for kind of referrals sometimes is kind of around the Dropbox box um approach where it's that kind of you know very early on you're kind of nearing the edge of your you know limit of the capacity that you might be using on the service and they're just mentioning you know in a little pop-up window you know if you you know recommend us to a couple of your friends and they sign up for a free account you'll also get some extra space there so it kind of incentivizes you you're already a customer of theirs and they make it nice and easy to provide the referral do you think that's something that people need to be doing is making it easier to provide um you know happy customers to provide referrals
0: yeah, I mean, we're all really busy, and, and I tell people that all the time, I mean, even, even your champions, that just love what you do, you know, mm-hmm. they go out of their way in order to refer you. If you don't put materials in their hands, you don't give them gift certificates, you don't remind them, you know, then, then you know, you, you're limiting their capacity to do it. So, so no question, mm-hmm. easy to refer, making it easy for people mm-hmm. to refer uh, is a huge deal.
2: And one thing I, you know, I really like about yourself, and you know, something that we try and do as much as possible is, you know, kind of the the idea of teaching and loaning. Do you think that you know most businesses ought to be trying to do a bit more more of that type of thing? And how do, how do, you know how can you advise people? It's very easy, like for people like ourselves who are working in the marketing industry. You know, it's quite easy to talk about what we do, and perhaps you know, it's a thought leadership is a great way of communicating your experience. But you know, what advice have you got for people in you know industries that perhaps don't lend themselves quite so easily to that teaching and uh, and loaning? Um, approach
0: yeah well you know i think that if you just use your use your creativity that you, you can find that that they are, you know, no matter what business you're in there are some things you can be creative with you know i tell people all the time if you have a customer base that needs to know how to do something even if it's maybe not completely related to what you do um you know bringing in an expert who can teach them how to do something they need to do and, and you host that you know, for your customers, that can be a great way to, to sort of extend that teaching, particularly if you start uh, developing your own strategic partners. So, other other businesses that sell to your market, so you start bringing those folks in, or you start uh, you know, uh, to, to teach your clients, or you start going out uh, and teaching them how to do it. showing them how to do the things you've learned how to do. I mean, even, you know, the, uh, I always like uh, to use the example of a you plumber know, that has figured out how to uh rank well in local search uh, engines. Well go out and teach the electrician and the H V A C person and the uh, you know I guess with chimney sweep I'll throw that in for you guys in the UK. Uh, and uh, uh your team's you them how to do well in the in local search and all of a sudden you made yourself way more valuable as a strategic partner to them, I'm guessing they're gonna want to refer business mm
2: so no some really great advice there um, John yeah I mean I'm a huge fan of your podcast and you know big fan of your books as well so yeah thanks for your time and sharing some of your tips there and I can thoroughly recommend to um, anyone particularly if you're kind of interested in you know perhaps less of that you know sometimes you know some of us marketers could be a bit guilty of kind of talking about the big picture or getting obsessed over the, the, the newest greatest thing when actually a lot of the time you know it's action that makes the big difference and I'm a big fan of the the, 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 the approach that you that you advocate there so thanks very much for your time
0: I appreciate
1: it. Thank you. Well, that's it for today. Thank you so much for listening. You can find us on the internet at www.internetmarketingpodcast.org, where you'll find show notes, links, and instructions on how to subscribe. We would absolutely love to get feedback, comments, and questions from you. If you want to send an email, send it to kelvin.newman at sitevisibility.com. Also, feel free to comment on the website, and if you'd like to use our voice line number, if you're outside of the UK, it's plus 441273256150. If you're inside the UK, it's 01273256150, and you can leave a voice comment or question, and we'll play it on the show. Also, we would absolutely be delighted if you would give us a, a rating on iTunes itself. Well, that's it for now. Andy White signing off until next week on Internet Marketing we